0: Welcome back, everybody, to the next episode of the Data Blitz podcast. This is the Dynasty or the uh, Daily Fantasy Edition. Uh, We're going to be going over some games that we're excited for, some quarterback and wide receiver stacks, value plays, and a couple of starts and sits. Uh, I have Brendan with me again. Um, I don't know why I keep introducing him, but hello again, Brendan. Hello. Great to have you back. Glad you haven't uh, ditched us yet. I know I haven't gotten too crazy with the Elijah Moore takes, uh, but maybe today's that day. (laughs) I hope not. Um, So do you want to go over some of the games that we're excited for this weekend? I know I only have a couple that I wanted to mention, um, but if you have anything that you want to go over, go ahead and get started.
1: Yeah, so obviously Eagles-Cowboys is on this week. Rivalry matchup. Um, two high powered offenses should have a lot of fantasy points. It's what we're here for.
0: Yeah. Are you concerned at all with the Eagles or Cowboys uh, defense stepping up? I know the Cowboys defense was a little bit better earlier in the season. Um, it seems like they've fallen off a little bit, but is there a chance that that limits some of the uh, fantasy points scored?
1: Um, I don't think so. Um, just because. It's a Sunday night football game, which, to me, in my mind, equals a good fantasy fantasy football game. Um, just, you know, you got two rivals, they hate each other, and, and they want to beat the crap out of each other, and we should see some good football. Maybe not a shootout, but um, I think we might get some turnovers, but we're not talking, I'm not talking about the quarterbacks here today. Um, I'd more so be interested in the position players on those teams. So I think, you know, there's still a lot of value to be had in this game and um a bunch of other games that we're gonna get into.
0: Yeah, who are you thinking uh not to drag on about it, but who are you thinking about um in terms of those positional values, uh, if you don't mind me asking?
1: Um, so for that game Uh, The obvious ones, you know, CeeDee Lamb. Um, If you want to talk about a quarterback, I would say Dak, not Hurts. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith has been great lately. Um, We talked about him being second fiddle. Maybe you were right. Um, He's not. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, those are the guys. Maybe DeAndre Swift. Um, Maybe just a better game after last week. So, I think there's plenty of guys here to be had.
0: Yeah, completely agree. Um, I think the Eagles, you know, going to be great to see them after that tough week last week against the Niners, and I hope they get back against their divisional opponent. Um, One game that I wanted to go over um, with a lot of anticipation and excitement is the Bills. Um, I'm thinking that the Bills and the Chiefs, you know, they've been – you know kind of the the one and the two in terms of the most competitive uh at least from a quarterback standpoint um teams in the league i think the chiefs probably have a leg up on the bills uh don't want to tech, talk any betting lines but um i know that from a dynasty or from a fantasy perspective and my brain is rotted with dynasty right now um you know patrick mahomes is kind of that guy Rasheed rice has had some great games, um, you know, you obviously have to talk about Travis Kelsey, uh, Isaiah Pacheco. And then on the other side of the ball, uh, you have Josh Allen and company with Stefan Diggs and James Cook, uh, et cetera, and even Dalton Kincaid. So I think there's a ton of uh, offensive fantasy potential. Um, neither of these defenses is the best. I think the Chiefs defense is a little bit better than the Buffalo defense, Um But I think there's a great chance for a lot of points to be scored here as well.
1: Yeah, the longer Rasheed Rice is playing with Patrick Mahomes, the better he's going to be.
0: That's the dream, isn't it?
1: (laughs) It's kind of that Tom Brady effect when he's forced to play with a receiver that maybe isn't the flashiest player, but gets it done.
0: I don't know if that happened last year. I mean, Sky Moore could be maybe still waiting for that Tom Brady effect to hit.
1: Well, they did just fine last year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They did. All right. Do you want to jump over into the quarterback and wide receiver sacks?
1: Yeah. So first one I had was Brock Purdy and Ayuk. I mean, it's a high-flying offense. They're against the Seahawks, who just gave up a bunch of points to Dallas. Um, 49ers are home, too. So fair weather game. Um, I think there's just a lot of points to be had, whether it's Debo, Ayuk, Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, but the stack I have here is Purdy and Ayuk. Um, Iuke is kind of their number one receiver. I think, um, I think Debo kind of plays more of that kind of hybrid, like short pass screen kind of guy, um, does get the ball downfield too, but I, for the budget, I like Ayuk here.
0: Yeah. I think that's a great pick. Um, feels like the 49ers will be putting up a lot of points. Not so sure about the uh, Seahawks. Agreed. Um, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump in here with another stack. I think Jordan Love and Christian Watson is a great value this week. Uh, Jordan Love going for 6,100. We've seen him come off of two great games against the Chiefs and the Lions. Uh, I think he's still a little bit undervalued in you know all formats, but... We got Green Bay going against the Giants this week, who have been a top half against the quarterback uh, defense, but, you know, 14th. So nothing too scary there. Um, And I think the Packers should continue rolling. Uh, As for Christian Watson, you know, the Giants are bottom five defenses uh, against opposing wide receivers. He is a bit of a streaky wide receiver, but he's on a streak right now. I'm just a little bit concerned about that hamstring, and I'm keeping an eye on it. Uh, If that hamstring issue isn't resolved by Sunday morning, might have to swap him – or, you know, Monday. uh, Might have to swap him out for Jaden Reed, as I think he will get most of the volume in that situation.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, they're going to keep trying to let Jordan Love show what he's got, keep the offense going. Um, the hotter you can get, the better off they're going to be. So why not?
0: Yeah. Would love to see it as a Packers fan.
1: <laughs> of course you would. Um, the other one I have is CJ Stroud and Nico Collins for obvious reasons. CJ nice. Stroud is having a hell of a season and Nico Collins talked about him on Monday. Um, he's just been a beast. That's pretty much all there is to it. The budget is fine. Um, So, yeah, solid stack. Um, Their matchup is against the Jets, which is not the best. But that being said, um, if there's a team that the Jets are facing that they could give up a lot of points to, it would be probably the Texans out of the last few teams they played. So I like C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins here.
0: Yeah, completely agree. I think that's a great pick. Um, I think with Nico Collins, you know, NCJ, I guess, the budget is going to be a little bit higher for those guys. It's going to cost you a, a higher percentage of your total value. But there has been, you know, some weeks back and forth where it's Tank Dell one week, uh, Nico the next week, and back and forth there. I don't think you're going to have to worry about that. I think Nico is guaranteed the volume this week against the Jets. Uh, Don't want to jinx it, but I think you should get plenty of opportunities um, against, you know, what's a pretty decent defense, but, you know, with C.J. Stroud, anything is possible in terms of fantasy output.
1: Yeah, and with Noah Brown, I believe, being back in the lineup, um, I don't think that takes away from him. Um, I mean, C.J. Gardner – or no, sorry, uh, Sauce Gardner – matching up with him, I think he'll kind of rotate around. He's not really showing that he's locking down completely to one guy this season. It seems like he's kind of going back and forth between a couple guys. So I think there's plenty of opportunity on one side of the field.
0: Yeah, completely agree. I'm I'm hoping to see Nico go off. Um, One more stack, and I think the last one that we have here. um, I have Russ and Sutton. Um, I think Russ, you know, he's been pretty consistent the past four or five weeks for, um, around 18 fantasy points a game, never really breaking the bank. Um, and even last week when he threw three interceptions, uh, against Houston, he was still able to put up 18.8 points, um, um. The Chargers have not been the best defensively all year, despite the shutout that they pitched last week against, um, you know, the Patriots. But Russ is pretty solid value. And then, as for Cortland Sutton, does feel like he's a little bit touchdown dependent, but uh, he's gotten touchdowns in three of the last four games and six of the last eight Uh He's basically averaging a touchdown a game, which is pretty impressive. Uh, if he keeps that up and maybe Russ kind of finds him again for some volume and gives him some opportunities, I think Sutton and Russ is a good stack this week.
1: Yeah, I love Cortland Sutton. He's just, you know, he's a big dude, gets open, reliable guy. That's what Russ needs right now. So I like it.
0: Yeah, maybe you should trade for him in our dynasty league
1: <laughs> yeah if i wasn't 10 players away from success
0: i'm so sick of Sutton. i mean obviously the cz's been great but uh you know from a, a long-term holder perspective he's burned me for years <laughs> but maybe it's finally paying Dad. out. this is the big breakout week
1: well you made the playoffs
0: i did um, all right. So you want to jump over into some of the value plays that we have this week?
1: Yeah. Um, so value plays, we talked about Rashi rice. Um, we briefly talked about him already. Um, currently showing, uh, that in a $50,000, uh, salary pool that he's going for 5,400. Um, He's averaging 12 points a game, so I think just in a game where they're going to need points, um, Kelsey hasn't been amazing like he has been in the past. He's still great, but um, Mahomes has definitely relied on Rice. Rice looks like he's feeling a lot more comfortable in that offense. Mahomes is finding him. Um, just for the for the price, I think you can potentially get a lot of value. As I said, the more he gets comfortable with Mahomes and the more Mahomes gets comfortable with him, should be exciting
0: yeah I mean anybody that's a a main target for Mahomes is always a value always primed for a huge game um you know it feels like I don't know why I, I always think this but when teams that are really good go against each other it always feels like that second wide receiver breaks out you know last week uh you know we had Debo and Devonta go off against each other uh, I think this week it could be Rasheed Rice's uh, game. Maybe Gabriel Davis yeah. as well. Totally agree. Um, I think another guy that we got to talk about here is Elijah Moore. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I, like, I, can't, <laughs> I can't take myself God, seriously it. anymore. But, you know, Amari Cooper goes down with a concussion Elijah Moore posts a career high 255 air yards over the past two games, 21 targets, 383 air yards. Uh, and then last week that, that was 12 targets. I think Elijah Moore is, you know, you may question the talent, but you can't question the volume. He's over 10 fantasy points in three of the last four games. Uh, I believe ever since I called his breakout week, uh, which was, I'm proud of that. I called it week nine, uh, Dynasty or or DFS, I'm not sure which episode, called that breakout coming. Um, Elijah Moore has been over 10 points in three of the four games since then. He's He's primed for a huge game.
1: Well, it's still the Browns. You think they can score? Uh, he I don't has think one Flacco's touchdown on the year. To
0: worst. I mean, yeah, I know. He has that one touchdown, which has really hurt his value. Because um, he does have 500 yards, which is at 47 receptions, which is really not that bad. Um, You know, I think he's on pace. Maybe that would put him at 700 on the year, which could be better. But on a on a terrible Browns team with, you know, um that quarterback carousel like i don't know what else you would want from him
1: they are going against the jags which they gave up a ton to browning and the bengals offense last week so i guess you never know
0: yeah maybe we see elijah Moore throw for a touchdown um maybe he does what the jags <laughs> couldn't <laughs>
1: <laughs> jesus All right. So for my other value play here, um I really like actually Jordan Addison. Um 5500 on that 50k budget. So, you know, um just a solid play. I think he's their wide receiver one, uh potentially not with Justin Jefferson potentially coming back, but um if he does come back, then obviously Justin Jefferson draws a lot of attention. And Jordan Addison still was able to thrive with him on the field. So I think, in my opinion, great value play.
0: I think Addison did more when, you know, maybe that first week or two when Jefferson was off for his best weeks, but I think Addison did do more when Jefferson was on the field. It felt like he was getting a touchdown every single week and not like a two-yard touchdown, like a 30-yard touchdown, uh, really raising his floor as a as a receiver um, I love that pick. I think that he's kind of primed for another great game. Um, similar to the next guy that I have to talk about, which is Drake London. Um, Drake London's been struggling recently a little bit. Uh, you know, he's gone back and forth between uh, Heineke and Ritter. He last week caught one of his five targets for eight yards. Uh, definitely is one of his worst games on the year. But I think Drake London is, you know, prime for another big game. He kind of figured it out between weeks four and weeks, uh, week six, um, where he was able to, you know, put up 10 or more fantasy points per game for each of those games. Um, feels like Ritter definitely struggled against the Jets' offense or defense. But this week they're up against Tampa Bay who has been a bottom three defense in terms of points per game allowed to opposing wide receivers um and I think Drake Londons the guy to benefit from that hopefully Arthur Smith gets him involved
1: yeah um I was pretty high on Drake London coming out of college as you know I drafted him in our dynasty league in the first <laughs> round so uh, and immediately traded him away so. I'm not a huge fan, but I do like the pick.
0: I think I ended up with him um, this year. And he hasn't been great so far. (laughs) But, you know, hoping for a good future.
1: Yeah, what do you expect with the Falcons?
0: I thought Heineke was going to be better than Ritter by a significant amount. Um, Sucks that Heineke went down. I don't know if he's coming back this year or if they're going to stick with Ritter.
1: I think they stick with Ritter. It's the guy yeah. who started the most games, potentially a playoff team somehow. Um, so I think they have to stick with him, and he does look London's way.
0: Yeah, I think those weeks that he does, he London puts up a significant uh, amount of points. You know, but we'll see. I think this week they have a good matchup.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, one other guy that I want to go over this week is I think Zach Moss is a good value. I don't know really how cheap he is relative to other guys. He's going for 5,900. Uh, it's the same price as Gus Edwards, um, a thousand cheaper than, or a hundred cheaper than James Cook, um, and a hundred more than Javante Williams, but I think Zach Moss, you know. He's been pretty good this season, struggled a little bit last week, uh but had some huge games with Jonathan Taylor out. Jonathan Taylor should be out again. I believe his salary is, you know, it's significantly higher than last week, but I think that's kind of baked into that matchup against Cincinnati where I feel like he has a good chance to put up some good points.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, why not? He did great without him. Should You'd think, do it again. So
0: Exactly. Yeah, right.
1: good matchup. We'll take it.
0: Um, And then I have one uh, more guy that I want to mention. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Did you want to mention a tight end?
0: Uh, we could talk about him. Um, exactly. Cole Komet or so- the other guy that you're thinking about?
1: Uh, so yeah, uh, I think Cole Komet, is that the guy you were going to mention?
0: Uh, I mentioned him, but do you want to talk about the other guy first?
1: Sure. So, obviously this year is kind of a down year for tight ends. Um, Kelsey's going for a million, but Laporte is under by 1700. Um, he's just been great. I think you got to take him.
0: Yeah, I mean... Why not? Feels like the Bears or the, you know, the Lions had a pretty bad game against the Bears last time they played. Um, I would expect Dan Campbell to get up on them about that. Really make sure that they kind of beat the crap out of the Bears this week. And I think Laporta is one of the best guys that can make that happen. Um, also keep my eye on Amon Ra. But from a value play perspective... Laporte is definitely the guy here.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think both of the tight ends in this matchup are what we're both looking at here.
0: Yeah, it just feels like, obviously Laporte is a great value, pretty consistent, but Komet has also been a pretty good value Um, and pretty consistent. He's averaging 11.2 fantasy points per game. This week he's going for 4,400. Um, coming off of a seven-reception, 43-yard game, which put him at 11.3 points, I would expect something similar to that. Last time they played Detroit, he only had three receptions for 20 yards, um, but it does feel like his rapport with Justin Fields has gotten a little bit stronger uh, and has been you know pretty strong, but Komet's a good option if you're looking for a value-tight end.
1: Agreed. And Detroit's defense... Has been solid at times, but it looks like they just tend to give up points. So yeah, they do. if there's a guy to look at, look for in the red zone on that team, it's got to be either DJ Moore or Komet. And Komet seems to be like kind of that Travis Kelsey type of tight end that just finds the hole in the defense.
0: Completely agree. Do you have anybody else that you want to go over for value plays? Or do you want to jump into some of the start sits with a little bit higher value?
1: Yeah, why don't you go ahead and start us off with the start sets?
0: All right. I have a few guys here. I think Aaron Jones is a good start this week. He's going for 6,400, so he really isn't too expensive. But Aaron Jones has been kind of lackluster this year. He has 245 yards, uh, three touchdowns, averaging 11.1 fantasy points when he's playing. But. We haven't really been able to see the Aaron Jones that we want to. He's not for sure going to play this game, but if he does, I think he's a good value. Uh, Green Bay should get its real rushing attack back, um, all offense included to A.J. Dillon. And I think the Giants are you know a team to let up a decent amount of rushing yards.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, Aaron Jones is a great running back. It's just whether or not he's been able to stay on the field this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, so, for starts, I would say we're definitely going to go um, with Jamar Chase here. I really like Jamar Chase. I'm a huge Jamar Chase fan. Um, against Indy's defense, um, I think it's pretty obvious that – he should have a big game, pending what Jake Browning can do again. But based off of last week, um, I mean, they, how many targets do you have? Like 14 or something? Yeah, a lot. There's just so much, yeah, there's so much volume there. So I, I, I just love Jamar Chase.
0: Are you at all concerned with, you know, another week back from T. Higgins? Maybe he gets going a little bit.
1: Honestly, not really. Um, T. Higgins ran some great routes, but I think Jake Browning is just looking for his number one option. Uh, It's a backup, right? He's learning the system. He knows the system. He's been with the Bengals for a few years, however long it's been. But Jamar Chase is the guy in this offense, and we all know it.
0: Yeah, I love that perspective and the the conviction behind uh, T. Higgins not being a threat. I think Jamar Chase obviously is going to get the ball. He's going to get the opportunities and he's going to get the points.
1: That being said, he did miss a wide open T Higgins in the end zone last week.
0: Jamar did? Or no, did Browning? uh
1: Browning missed T Higg- Yeah, Browning <laughs> missed T Higgins wide open. Uh
0: I didn't I don't think I remember that one, but didn't Jamar throw it's that interception? He didn't throw him.
1: No, Tyler Boyd.
0: Oh, it was Tyler Boyd. Okay. <laughs> still catching up. All right.
1: Yeah, um, you just tried to throw it through the guy.
0: Yeah, that was that was not great.
1: I mean, big mistake. Doesn't usually work.
0: But they still won, and you missed your bet, so...
1: <laughs> cashed out, <laughs> cashed out.
0: Can't be telling people that you're bailing early on the parlor of the week. <laughs> That's, uh,
1: uh... Just a disclaimer, Trevor Lawrence... Broke his ankle and I immediately panicked. Sure. <laughs> Who do you got for sit? Or do um, you have more starts?
0: I have more starts. Uh, usually right, I, I run through a bunch of starts and then I like have a few sits, but uh, usually I mention the defenses that I have in the starts and not the value plays because they all pretty much cost the same. Um I think mm-hmm. the Texans are a great play this week against the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson is back. Maybe he's going to be able to throw the ball at, at Garrett Wilson a hundred times, but does feel like that offense is really, really bad. Uh, Houston forced three interceptions last week against uh, Russell Wilson. And I think Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Zach. So, leave it at that.
1: Sure, hope so. <laughs> Yeah, that would be be tough
0: if he wasn't. Um, And then the other defense I want to talk about is the Saints. Um, Saints playing Carolina. Carolina really struggled last week and pretty much all season. It feels like Bryce Young is getting sacked a lot, and it kind of feels like it's his fault. Decent amount of interceptions and turnovers overall. Uh, I feel like he's good for one strip sack a game. So uh, I think the Saints are going to be able to get some Some decent points against them this week as well.
1: Yeah, uh, those are pretty clear and obvious to me. Um, me. The the other two that I would mention, though, um, sneaky, the Chiefs. Just because Josh Allen has been a turnover machine. You could say that Buffalo could come out and score 42 points, but they haven't really done that that much this season as indicated by the record. So, honestly, I I like the Chiefs defense. They seem to stop opponents, get four, three and outs and get some turnovers. They have some they have a great D-line, they have a solid secondary. Why not? At only 2600 bucks out of a 50k budget? Sure. And no, then I don't the hate other it. one I had. Yeah, the other one I had was the Jets. Oh. so the reason i would say the jets is just because um and i know it kind of contradicts but is because it just seems that the jets defense is just so freaking good that it doesn't really matter who they play it seems that every single game they play the under hits
0: i would say cj stroud is the opposite of that doesn't sure. matter who C.J. Stroud plays. He's going to go nuts and throw a bunch of touchdowns.
1: Sure. But let's still remember he's a rookie.
0: Nope. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I am all well, aboard the C.J. Stroud train.
1: I think that one's a personal preference between the two. Those are two lower-cost defenses. So if you need a lower-cost defense, I would say personal opinion there, but I would definitely still lean more to the Chiefs.
0: Alright, makes sense. Um, I think I have one more start that I want to go over here. And that is TJ Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, the guy's been consistent all year. He put up 16 last week against Chicago. Uh, they're going against Vegas this week. But he's averaging 16 points a game. It feels like if you need a solid tight end, don't be afraid to look at TJ Hawkinson. He's only going for 6,000. Yeah, why not? Kind of a similar... Go
1: ahead. Yeah, another great tight end.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kind of in a similar situation as Jordan Addison where even if Justin Jefferson is back, it feels like he's better when he's on the field um, and just gets a pretty significant amount of volume. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to jump into a couple of sits that we can go over?
1: Oh, yeah. All right. So, the first one I would have is Kelsey, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't like his matchup. Buffalo has big, fast linebackers. Um, he's great at finding the hole in his own, but... I think Buffalo tends to do a lot of blitzing, which results in a lot of man cover. Um, I mean, say what you want. Kelsey's a great tight end, but there's going to come a point where, you know, he's not as fast. He's not the biggest tight end either. Um, this will probably get thrown back in my face, but this is my choice.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if you want to die on the hill of, of fading Kelsey, I'm all aboard with you. I think Kelsey can sometimes really get faded out and run a lot of decoy routes um, and really offer a lot of value in real football. But when it comes to actually putting up fantasy points, he can get, you know, kind of blanked sometimes.
1: Yeah. He usually manages to get enough receptions to stay viable, but who knows?
0: Yeah. Um, One guy that I want to go over here is Jalen Waddle. I think Jalen Waddle has been too streaky to start for the price that he's going for right now. He's going for 7,700. Sure. Tennessee hasn't been the best defense. Um, and the Miami offense has been kind of cooking, but I'm not paying 7,700 for what has been. He's only had over 10 points, uh, in like one of the last four games. Um, unless you want to really count 10.2 points as over 10 points. I guess let's say over 11. Um, <laughs> He's just like kind of mid. I feel like he's not – he's getting a decent amount of volume, um, like eight targets a game, but not enough yards and, and definitely nowhere near enough touchdowns. He only has three touchdowns on the season.
1: Yeah, I agree. Tyreek's the guy there. Mm-hmm. Same idea as T. Higgins in my mind. Alright. Seem yeah, and it seems like <laughs> they run on the they-, they go with their run game a lot more too. So it's kinda deep to Tyreek, underneath to Waddle and otherwise running backs.
0: I'd agree on that. Um they use their running backs a ton.
1: Um another sit I have though, for the love of God, sit ETN. You think so? Yeah. I mean, especially if Trevor Lawrence is out, I get it he'll probably get more volume. I just don't see them moving the ball down the field without CJ Beathard, you know, doing 90% of the work. I don't think they're going to get the run game going here against Cleveland.
0: Yeah, that completely makes sense. Um I think he, yeah, as you said he's going to get some volume, but it's going to be kind of not great volume. There's Probably going to be very, like, very limited red zone touches if there are any at all. Um, and they're probably going to be stacking the box against that Jags offense,
1: yeah. And last two weeks, what does he have? 30, he had what 30 something yards this past week, and let's see, he had 30. 45. No, he had 45. Sorry. Sorry. With Thirty-four rush had... or receiving. <laughs> Not too bad. 50. Well, he's averaging – he averaged four yards per carry last game, and then he was 2.8, 3.7, 3.8, 3.2, 3.7, 3. So hasn't exactly been great. He just finds ways to get points, and I just don't think he finds those ways without Lawrence.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think one more guy that I want to go over here uh, is Tony Pollard. I'm not comfortable mm. starting him this week with a $7,000 salary. I think there's a couple guys that you could look below. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs, maybe, Rashad White, uh, Jameer Gibbs, Bijan. Tony Pollard has been fine ish all year. Feels like uh the past three weeks he's really popped off and that saved his year, but I think he's gonna regress to what his mean is this week um and probably get limited by the uh, Philadelphia defense.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think they're gonna lean on the passing attack in this game.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, Dak has done more than enough to prove that he can beat the Eagles uh with his passing. So I, I don't think they're going to live or die by the rush.
1: Yeah, no. And especially with how teams have been winning games in the regular season so far to this point. The, the teams that are at the top of their conferences are the teams that are scoring points in big games. So they're going to lean on that arm.
0: Absolutely. All right, You got anybody else that you want to go over here?
1: Um, no, I think I'm good here.
0: Okay. Um, thank you everybody for listening. Unless there's anything else we want to go over, uh, we can knock it out.
1: Um, stay tuned for the betting podcast on Friday.
0: Yeah, that'll be awesome. I'm really excited for that. Um, and then just a reminder that the content in this episode is for entertainment and informational purposes only and is not intended as definitive betting or fantasy sports advice. All right. Appreciate everybody for tuning in.